Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Lock In Podcast. We're recording this in the Lockhart Tavern in the wake of the Chancellor's announcement of the budget and we'll be devoting most of this episode to analysing what's been said. With me as ever are my two co-hosts, pub operators James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. The budget has been a key issue for everyone in the pub trade and we thought it would be only right to get some first-hand reaction from people at the sharp end of the trade. People who are slogging it out, day in, day out, down in the trenches, keeping their pubs ticking over at the top of their game. (laughs) However, sadly, (laughs) they weren't available. None of these people were available, so I had to find a useless pair with time on their hands. So thanks for helping out, James Teeth. Honestly, uh, didn't see that coming. Did I you? know. I, I, I worked on that for days, days. Mm. I tell you, it's nothing like recycling the no same joke over and over again. Thread. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, however, we do have some more intelligent comment on hand in the guise of this week's guest host, James Coshin. James is a hospitality veteran and current COO of Bibendum, as well as acting on the board of Admiral Taverns. He'll be giving us his thoughts on the budget, what it means for both pubs and suppliers. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast using the links on the website and do like and share on social. So let's just kick off with some initial thoughts, guys, and we will take a bit of a deeper dive into uh, into this, but let's just get initial reaction. What's your thoughts? How did you uh, view the, uh, you the go, budget? Go, you're, te- you're jumping a little bit. It's not enough. Right. Honestly, like we're, like I think James and we were talking about earlier, we're in repair mode and we need to get through the next year and we need as much support as possible, but we're not going to have that support because we're basically expected to hit the ground running. Say we're open on June 21st officially, business rate holiday finishes, we've still got a 5% fat reduction till September on food, but it doesn't help wet-led venues. Mm. So even though we're getting these grants, great, but that's probably going to cover furlough costs and, you know, God forbid you've got backdated rent that you, you know, you're still hiding behind right now. Um, I don't, th- I, you know, I think it's not enough. Okay. I think we, we could do with a year off. On the- not enough, James. Um, You're quite happy with it, yeah? No, I, I, I think there's been a there's a lack to recognise that we're not starting from zero. We're starting from minus, mm-hmm. so we're actually catching up. And most businesses are going into this um, harbouring debt. Some of it worse than the others. Some of it, you know, on the government scheme, which is you know a, a fair borrowing. Some of it will be toxic. Some mm-hmm. will be credit cards at you know big numbers. But I think it fails to recognise that if we were starting day one zero yes it would be great but we're not and I think just to add to that um, I think that the measures probably don't go on for long enough in terms of if you look at the end of June for example well we'll have been open a couple of weeks maybe Um, and that's if everything goes well and I think that's one of the the caveats here is that after every date we've been given going forward it's always at the earliest so um, yeah, so it could be know, later than that as well. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, extended furlough, but then they? maybe maybe that'll be uh, that'll be reversed. I mean, we'll we'll dig into some of that, particularly the furlough thing um, down I, the line. I think I'd like to have heard that this is um, this reviewed. It's flexible. Yeah. All of this is you know, broadly. I think it's all right. But I think there's some nuances here. I mean, there, there was no surprises, were there? I mean, let's let's be honest about this. Well, they leaked Everything it all. in was leaked. Exactly. They leaked, at least they're consistent. That guy, what that, 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 that
yeah, yeah. Chancellor. Yeah. Well, the Chancellor in 1947 lost his job because of it. Mm. You know, if we're at war with the Germans right now, they'd, they'd be walking all over us because everything would have been leaked. You always bring it back to the it, war. But I mean, just, for a Kiwi, but, you're but, but it just, yeah, okay, But I'm just saying this government leaks everything. So we all heard it. We all heard about the furlough extension last night. That was mm. all over Twitter. Everything just leaks so early. Well, I think they missed a real opportunity. I think that, um, yeah, my seven-year-old keeps a better secret than the government. But my, I think that the they missed an opportunity today to do a, a very thorough, deep dive into this with a broad announcement and then some some real detailed work into some of the sectors and and to more on how they're going to recoup the money I thought it was I thought for once given the extraordinary circumstances I, I don't blame blame them for coming off the manifesto um, because you know the world is upside down however I think it was an opportunity to treat us a bit more respect and almost have the nation stop for an afternoon mm-hmm. and really do a deep dive into the actual impact and how we're all going to be part of well, I mean, this, 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 this has been a bit this was a big day I mean we've certainly in expectation and anticipation Everyone in the industry has been sort of mm. on the edge of their seat waiting to hear. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a little bit of disappointment that there wasn't anything new no. um, that we didn't we didn't find out sort of... We knew all of it. I think week. most of it, No, no, we? all of it. There, yeah. was, there was no surprises. There was no surprises. no surprises. Even the grant stuff. Oh, no, the only, the, numbers of the, grant. Well, the only surprise to me was that, that corporation tax of 25% yeah. will only really apply to large companies. And, yeah, you know, the state. But then they've got all the kickers on the, on the other side of yeah. it as well. So it's... I mean, what about the um, the, the, the OBR's uh, predictions that he started? He talked about um, the Open Office of Budget Responsibility. We're expecting a quicker bounce back um, uh, over in five years' time, uh, or there will be a bit smaller. I mean, what, what's your thought on that? And do you think that's that's uh, yeah, do you think that's accurate? I mean, is it going to impact positively? On I think pulse? it's a very that's a that's a really broad brush approach, isn't it? Because they're looking at it as, as a whole. I think there'll be some interesting challenges sector by sector, particularly if we see a different. You know, strain of a virus come in, or oh, they love that, though, don't, don't they? They love the strain. They should write for Hollywood. This government, do you know what I mean? Oh, the Brazilian strain. Oh, I, I, I don't mean people. to talk badly about my profession, but aren't the vast majority of them foremost journalists? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it does, okay. I think they love the drama. You know, we, you know, and statistics. Come on, let's be honest. What, what's the expression? There's three types of lies: lies, bloody lies, and statistics. Five years. I think you've paraphrased that slightly. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I mean the, the the other thing that um, that we, we we should touch on is uh, Rishi Sunak's um, pre-budget charm offensive. Obviously, um, uh, Keir Starmer uh, certainly made great uh, oh, great players yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and taking the piss uh, quite uh, quite appropriately for that. I mean, but one of the key things on that, and I think uh, you talked about this off off mic, uh, Heath was um, was Rishi's. Statement on the Andrew Marr show about rent, oh. uh, average rent. What was it? Fourteen thousand. Fourteen to twenty thousand pounds. I mean, so, well, if he's basing all his maths on how to help hospitality based on those figures, you know, oh, we'll give you twelve grand. That's that's amazing. It'll cover your rent for the year. That's not. This is. I think that's. If he's worked all do his, you think he is. I mean, do you honestly think that's what they based on? Because that's. Well, it's scary that he can go on TV and say that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we know the help we're not getting is enough. Do you know, you look at what Germany give and you look what um, Austria have given their support, France, they give a percentage of your turnover for the previous yeah. year, what you filed. I mean, if we all had that, we'd all be laughing. Just to bring James up to speak, because he went off to make a phone call in the middle of uh, recording, which was uh, nice one. Uh, we're talking about Rishi's approach, uh, views on rent. I mean, what, what was your take on, uh, on that 14,000 average rent to, to 20,000? It shows just a deep lack of understanding, really. And once again, I know I've gone about it, but it shows how little impact we're having as an industry to influence the thinking of those at the top table. 
Mm. Well, hold on. He's interviewing Gordon Ramsay. Do you think Gordon once, Ramsay? Oh, once again, <laughs> yeah. Ever shows how little. Yeah. But <laughs> the the only site probably Gordon Ramsay knows how much the rent is is that one in Camden, and he's got six hundred mm. grand a year on the hook for mm. because you know the apparently is that ghost signature. But he's got no idea what he's paying on rent. Do you think Ramsay cares? Mm. You know, it's, it's just a joke. You have got a billionaire interviewing a millionaire, talking about the hardships of the industry. Mm. I mean, the, the uh, one thing that wasn't brought up and. and I think people were anticipating a potential uh, or resurgence was the, the eat out to help out uh, mm. campaign. I mean, they'll probably leak that in about a month. Well, I mean, it still could happen, couldn't it? Yeah. We, we know, but we know but it's we, gonna, we're going to be busy anyway. But we, did we dodge a bullet from from him? Because I mean, he's still getting grief for it. I mean, this is the irony. I, I think you, we had it, you had it on the entry Marsh. We don't need it. It was it was irritating because we, you're going. There's no evidence to show yeah. this caused a further problem. Yet they're still banging on. Uh, that we don't we don't need it. We know that with hospitalities, there's so much. Pent up, like people are just dying to get out. I think we don't need we don't need that help, mm-hmm. and we don't need to be chasing the government for the payment as well. We're going to be busy anyway. And the only reason that it's being um, addressed like the Andrew Marsh because there is a you know there's a fairly deep seated aggression against the trade amongst journalists. Mm. It's just such an easy target. Mm. You know they're sitting there files. I can see the pictures of people you know lying on the street drunk. Blah blah blah. The old Daily Mail Brigade exactly the same doing the same mm. thing again and again. Um, so I think for me. He'll always come up, but I thought, you know, broadly, he, he should be more robust in his, um, in his answers. Absolutely, so. yeah, yeah, that's he should have really pushed back. It's not a great opportunity to say no. Yeah. Also, sounds it isn't. So I call bullshit. I call. what he should have said. Yeah, I'd like it because he really got wants attention, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, if he yeah, said that, yeah, we got more, some headlines from that. But, but I, don't think, I don't think we need it. I just, I think we're going to be busy enough. Like, uh, I mean, what, one of one of the other things, uh, aside from the budget that we've seen this week, was the um, uh, the court case on substantial meal. Um, that that, mm. that was was uh, was kicked out. Obviously, it had already been ruled out by the government. But wonder whether that was part of it. I mean, are you pleased to uh... side by side? Because in in our case, it improved um, revenues, average spend at a time when we were getting a VAT break. Mm. Um, so you know, you've got to be honest and say we benefited from it. You know, you can't hide from that. But for those that had no food often, it was of little of no use. You know. Mm. Um, but I think Heath's right. I think we'll be we'll be proper busy. I think the only thing is. What we're still waiting for, and I don't expect it to come right away, but it has to be soon, is to give the trade some guidance as to the, the conditions they're operating under. Because it's all very well, these operators saying, yeah, bookings are open on the 12th, but they, what are they working on? A metre or a two metre rule? Yeah, because, but, you know, if you take it as a metre... we don't even know it's the 12th. No, it's the earliest, it's the 12th. Yeah, but, but that's the we point. haven't even got an opening date. Oh, I think you're mad taking bookings right now. I get it, and we're all desperate for trade, but if they flip it from one to two metres, who are you going to cancel? Because yeah. your garden's fully booked, right? So, I, you know, there's some real detail Do you detail think they're going to flip it from one to two, though? Well, I mean, but, that was but, a hard fight to one? get that. But is it one? Yeah. Is it one? Because mm-hmm. they've not told us. And is social distancing police, you know, marshaled locally by police? What's going on? We need to know that, you know. Mm. Not even having takeaway booze till the 12th as well. Give yeah. us a fighting chance. I mean, your frozen margarita machine's going to be completely frozen up, isn't it? You can turn it off, in. Oh, okay. You have to leave it running. <laughs> I thought then you wouldn't have anything to drink, though. That's the, uh... I got wine. Oh. <laughs> a lot of wine. I drink some beer, but James, again, doesn't have any milk stout for me. Or any Guinness. Or any Guinness. Yeah. Or any stout. He's got imperial stout. But, yeah. You do really want not to moan about that. <laughs> you think if I moaned enough, somebody would do something about it. Or maybe just enjoy I it. I love the <laughs> fact that you've got no control over your own pub. Right, OK, let's, uh, let's draw a line onto that and let's move on and dig into some of this in a bit more detail.
listening to the Lock In podcast. So we are talking budget in this episode of the podcast. Um, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into uh, into some of the uh, things that have been announced today. Um, we're obviously recording this in the wake of the, uh, the budget's announcement by the Chancellor. So, guys, um, let's let's start off. Um, let's look at some of the uh, things that have been gifted. I use that with inverted commas to us. Uh, grants. Let's let's look at that. Um, obviously, this was leaked before the budget. We should probably just record this before the budget, shouldn't we? Mm. We could have just mm-hmm. done it then, couldn't we? It's, uh, we'd look really smart. And then we'd really put it out five seconds after the mm. announcement, as opposed to a day or two. But yeah, um, grants. Then, what do we think? Six um, K for non-essential. They get them in April, uh, or they start, so they get a little bit less hospitality. Uh, because we're opening later, according to Rishi, we will be impa- and impacted by restrictions. The grants will be up to eighteen thousand, but obviously that is caveated on what your rates are. Um, so, what, what do we think of the grants? I think yeah, great. But if it's anything like I've been with Acne Council, I'm still waiting on the grants from last year. Yeah, and we're in what are we now? March. Mm. So, what are we going to April? They say we're going to get them April. When are we getting them? You know, we're, like, we have a five-month lag there right now. Yeah, exactly. It's not good enough. Is that going to be the distribution, the same distribution method then? Yeah, of course yeah. it is. I can't yeah. see them going well, no, no, it, it definitely is. Yeah. You know, I was talking to our contact the other day because they've just paid. You see, yeah, that's the problem. You have contrasting councils where you have down here, both Horsham and Mid-Sussex have adopted the information you gave them previously at the, in, on the 15th of Jan grant route. And they've just taken it straight for... There's, a, there's an interim grant right now. It's the end of March. And they've just put that in and they've, they've paid it straight away. Mm. Whereas... The experience with Hackney is they're going to give you absolutely nothing uh, appear until they, you know, you, you shout and scream about it. So, um, I, I would guess why why are they doing that? Is it? I mean, I'm just going to show. I mean, it's it, not it, like it, they're going to be getting any interest now. They should be. They should be absolutely held to task over this because mm-hmm. it's it's horrific. They've got the money. We know that. They've got the guidance. We know the date the guidance arrived, mm-hmm. and they're just it's just a failure of administration. And let's be frank, they can't be doing that much more right now. Well, can you imagine how many businesses are going to go to the war on this? What are you, what are you doing at the moment, though, about that, Heath? Oh, I haven't chased it, to be honest. Okay. Like, I'm lucky Haringey. Well, yeah, you have. I yeah. have, yeah. But not, not as... Haringey eventually started paying the ones at the red, and then we just got to chase down Hackney and just get on their case. But it's... James is... You've got an email ready to go, like, yeah. Lammy and the likes and that neck of the woods to mm. just say, look... The problem is, though, that we're, you know... Again, you've got to be careful, because we've done our best and we've traded where we can in lockdown to to minimise losses but there'll be some people that are so deep in this that they won't even have the energy to argue it or won't even know it's there it still came across people in our area yeah, 40% that, that, pick up. that haven't applied because they didn't know it was there and that's back to the point I, mean, where I don't you know, know how they're missing out but look at us right? you're editor of you know one of the leading, you know, a trade magazine. Don't get <laughs> I'm, I'm playing with you. Um, and you've got us that are, you know, fairly anal about the trade and, and really into all the things that move around in it. But not everyone is. Mm. You know, not everyone's like that. And you, you can't presume. Like I said before, get the licensing officer. They understand intricately, though they should do, every licence operator in the area. And they should be work repurposed, because it's not that they're open, to work, hold their hand and work on these applications. You'd have got it done. And the right money to go on to the right people... And, and deservingly so should no. have been automatic it shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have it, no. sh- it shouldn't be the lag we've got I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with also the, there's some nuance in there about the, you know a thousand pound Christmas grant for wet lead pubs you need to understand that there needs to be some checks and balances but they have the resource mm. you don't and you don't need to do this face to face I think it's very disappointing but um, 
yeah, I think some councils have been disgraceful, frankly, happy yeah, being one of them. But then it comes down to what are the grants going to be used for? It's going to be paying tax. It's going to be paying the furlough costs. It's going to be paying maintenance. It's going to be... It's repair. It's, it's, yeah. it's not repair. It's not, de- it's it's not repair, not development. Yeah, yeah, it's not like we're, we're off on holiday. But I think I don't think they're saying, you know, it's for, you know, for the average license to buy yourself a brand new Jag. It's definitely there to pay bills. And I get that. That's, that is why it's But is it enough? It's never going to be enough, though, is it? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but it is, you know, but it could be, a, you know, it could be a stronger percentage of your, your rates. You know, for years at the Red Line and Sun, paying sixty-five grand. Yeah, no, I think it's two different I things. Mean? I think the grants are slightly different. I think the, how we handle the rates day to day and the grants are kind of yeah, but, but, different, yeah, I think, but they're basing it on the rates. Mm. Well, you didn't get anything on the first one. Did you? Didn't get anything on the first one. That was ridiculous. That, that was yeah. ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's almost the, the fact that they're now giving more money to those guys with, with yeah, the high rates kind of we've got makes a mockery costs. of that doesn't it because you kind of go well yeah they needed that money we've um, got the ones that got bigger costs mm-hmm. I mean uh, what about loans he, he, he's mentioned loans as well um, 225,000 yeah but he's only back in 80% of it and last time he did that no one took it up because the banks wouldn't give them the loans because they had to secure the other 20% hospitality you know you the banks don't want to lend the hospitality right now Mm. We're, we're so high risk, super in, high risk. Not worth the paper it's written. Yeah, everybody, mm. you can see the papers how bad hospitality has been affected. Do, do you wait for? I did actually hear an operator, and, and we're working on a story at this moment, who can't even get a mortgage because the banks have said you work in hospitality. I mean, that sums up the how bad the banks. In some ways, the means testing it. He's earning nothing right now. But he or well, she. no, he is earning. He's working. Oh, okay. he's, he's working. He's earning, but they they fear it's uh, too high risk an area for them to uh, to loan. Can he retrain as a doctor or something? Well, maybe, yeah, if he follows the comments. Yeah, we should do that. They'd lend money to people to buy pubs, though, wouldn't they? To to people in the community. Well, we'll we'll come on to that one. Good, because I want to moan about that. Yeah, good. I look forward to that. That moan. Um, well, so yeah, like, loans, like, loans, pointless. No, no, no real. Uh, well, you won't, you won't be. Able, I don't think anybody would be able to access them. Let's see the numbers that are accepted. I mean, I do think that with debt being relatively low, banks will need to lend. But will they lend to our sector? Back to your point again, you know, probably not. Mm. Um, will they have to reverse to be 100% backed again? Probably not, because the failure rate will probably be quite well, high. so much forward last time. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it, they, they do as, they serve as well to publish um, what the banks are lending and do a league table of that lending. That would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, so business rates, business rates holiday through to the end of June, then discounted by two thirds of the remaining nine months. Apparently, that's a six billion tax cut. They could have taken the opportunity, and I said this off mic before, to reassess business rates of hospitality. Mm. Could have said, have another year off, and in that year, we're going to look at your business rates. We realise that we need to get the high street moving. We need to help hospitality, so we're going to come back and we're going to get a whole new structure. Even if they, even if they don't on square footage like restaurants for pubs. I would be 30 grand better off at the red, we'd probably be better off here, mm. because it's all done on turnover. So make it a, play lane, a play, you know, fair playing level. Play fair but the only tax and turnover, if you understand profit as well, that would be my argument. They, yeah, they that's don't. a huge so, thing, I mean, you, you, they haven't ruled that out. That hasn't been ruled out, though. They could no, still but, be doing that alongside that. Now, I don't believe they are anyway. It would be a great thing to say, you know? But, uh, but if we're, if, if we're on this, that's almost a separate issue, though. Yeah. Um, the, the holiday yeah, is. But then is we're going to go back in, and then we'll be here next year, and then we'll be hit, and then there'll be like a, a business rates rise as well next year. You don't, you know, like, I just don't think it's. But it's better than nothing. Yeah, but well, I'm there. not being grateful because it's better than nothing. No, but it... Everyone's doing it. This is such an English thing, isn't it? Well, it's better than nothing. Well, it could be worse. Mm. Well, it's not great. 
as long as we're training mm. again it's conditional and what we're training like I mean is it, the fact that it's a business rate holiday through to the end of June I mean you're shot <laughs> yeah 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 pretty thanks. much yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't have to pay any bills you don't have to bills with kit you shut yeah. but then you're going to have to start paying um, and obviously it will be discounted by, by two thirds I mean is it enough no. Would you, no, would you no, no, it should, should have been another year holiday. Be enough, should have been a year's holiday. I think, year. I think they could have run everything to the end of the financial year, yeah. the VAT, and the, 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 that would have been ideal. I mean, particularly on the basis of what we've said, you know, these, these dates aren't set in stone. We mm. could still be uh, closed for, for longer mm. than Yeah, what if they turn around? We have some spike and they go, oh my God, panic, panic, Brazilian variant, panic, panic, school. Like New thing. Zealand. But you've yeah. also, but you've yeah. got, say so you're a wetlet pub, a wetlet pub doing big volumes. So you're not going to get any of that assistance. You, you, know, you can't put your own extraction in, so you're not going to do food, blah, blah, blah. And people are still going to be nervous about spatial, you know, that spatial awareness thing. Still going to be, you know, that doesn't disappear overnight. Mm. People's anxiety is still high. Those guys are going to really, you know. Well, what are we going to do at the windlock and the anchor? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, just worry. We were saying that earlier, weren't we? swing a cat in there. No. Mm. Mm. No. Um, 5% VAT. Uh, so that's that was something that we were, we were pushing for. We hadn't had a huge... Uh, confidence that, that it wasn't necessarily going to go through but we've, we've got it extended to the 30th of September again not not a year same time um, as the furlough finishes but it will go straight won't go straight back to 20 it'll be 12.5% for another six months so we've got a a year potentially although again how much of that will be open for uh, it is debatable I mean what, what do we think again you know a total sympathy for all the wet lead pubs out there that, mm. that aren't going to benefit from this um, that has been completely ignored, and, and mm. I'm sure they'll be shouting at their. They don't mind. I, I, uh, I think they don't mind if those wet lead pubs go. No, I, I think they don't mind. They, they look, said it before in 07 when they did the smoking ban. That got rid of a lot of them. I think that, again. I think they're using this as a good, great way, whether it's the opportunity of COVID to change yeah. British drinking culture to get mm. rid of all those what dirty old man smoky pubs that we used to have, and like where people are vertical drinking and. Yeah, I think they're using this as the opportunity to clean, that's clean the house. View. That's the view they have of it, yeah, isn't of course it? They, they don't. Do. They don't. When we talk about community pubs. Yeah. You know, they they see that as a as a as a different. As a bad, yeah, they see it as a bad it's thing, a negative thing, yeah, right? hey, which is but, flies in but, the face of everything that goes on. But let's look at it, and we're all guilty of being zombies in this because they've got us. Because they've last year they've put in a big advantage for us to do food because the VAT break. So mm-hmm. people operators have adopted food. They've then looked at as adopting, um, you know, a, a, a certain amount of time that you can be in a venue and to be seated. Mm-hmm. So before we know where we are, we're behaving restaurants. like restaurants. Yeah. So when we come out the other end, we haven't. It's like being in a meeting and moving your chair back an inch every minute. Before you know, you're out the room. Before we know it, we've lost that stand-up drinking culture with nothing booked. You walk in, they're a part of your mates because actually they've got us there. And I, I think that I worry about that. I really worry about that mm. because we we'll take that for Well, we, for we've said in the past, haven't we, you know, what, what is going to stick from this and, and in the terms of the rules and restrictions they, they put on. So it is a, it's a valid concern. Well, we've been, we've been kicking that around a bit today and I think it'd be different in these different venues, but there'll be change. Yeah. There'll be, the one thing they'll be sure will be change. And it's quite People are difficult. used to booking now. They'll be booking, mm. you know, they'll be gone of the days of just rocking up to the pub. Which, yeah, which is, uh, we lose at our peril. Um, so... And James, you want to talk about this community funds? Uh, 150 right. million for communities to fund pubs. They can bid up to 250,000. So have at it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a bit like, I mean, everyone loves a pub in the village because it broadly maintains the price of their house, and it's lovely to have a local pub village and all that bollocks, right? But they very rarely go to these pubs. Then all of a sudden, if one goes that's up in arms, this is what we see. And there's, there's some, there's, there'll be some examples that. 
don't prove the rule. But broadly what they're saying is we're going to make it really easy to buy your local pub off the couple, guy or girl that's run it and has had their absolute business ripped away from the last 12 months. We're going to make it really easy if you go and take that business off them because they're on their knees now. And they might even keep, if they're really nice, they might keep those on as managers. But it's a bit like us looking at the local um, uh, GP who's on, you know, 150 grand a year and saying, he's gone because he's been a really tough year. What we'll do is, we'll, uh, hey, Fred, we'll take over the local doctor's surgery, give us 250 grand to do it, perfect. What we'll do is do consultancy, we'll just do a bit of Googling. And if you have to do any surgery or small practice, we'll get YouTube up and have a look at that. And I'm really offended by it. I think they've got it all wrong. Help the licensees to get through it, but don't help people that have got no knowledge of how to run a pub. Because that's the problem is most of your customers, you know, want to choose stops you. No, I know. But most of the public, they want to choose the colour of your curtains and what you do and they can run it better. Now what they've done is just they've given them power to borrow money against it. It will happen in Well Hill places in Berkshire and stuff. And they'll buy their local place with a thatch roof and all that. It's all lovely, lovely. And then they'll put someone in. But I just think it's offensive. I really do. Put the effort into helping the person that's the, given their life to understand what it takes to run a good pub. Not allow well-heeled local residents to take it from out from under them I'm, I'm glad that you don't feel strongly about I that I don't know not, well, it's well, right. so basically either way I'm really relaxed well the well-heeled local residents can't complain if they own the pub with noise and what's going on in the pub well that is true they own the pub yeah, yeah. but, you, but you'll it, get areas though I mean you'll get areas where you have someone that understands the trade and will, will do it well don't get me wrong that will be there'll be cases but I say broadly I just think it's slightly a vulture kind of culture that I don't like mm. I like the fact that those two things rhyme I, I thought you did. You looked very pleased when you came up yeah. with that. So it's a little smile on your yeah, face. I've been pl- uh, playing that one all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing that. Let's let's pause it here. When we come back, we will talk about uh, furlough and job support and all the other bits and pieces around there. You're listening to the Lock In podcast with Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. Uh, Heath is doing something dodgy on his phone. I don't want to know what he's doing. Uh, let's let's keep talking about the budget uh, furlough. Let's let's look at furlough. Um, so they've extended it to September. Heath, you were worried that meant they were going to keep us locked down till September. Uh, you still worried about that? Well, you know, like the last two times of extended furlough, they have kept us locked down longer. So, do you not think it's more a case that it, it's you know they, they're playing it safe. Yes, they may keep us locked down further, mm. but but at the same time, it's also going to be a little bit of a struggling restart for some. So therefore, having that fel- really rather than simply just keep extending it and extending it and extend by month by month, just go September. This it's is there. It. It's there or, if we need it. Or just open us up. Yeah. We come on. The vaccination program's working. We're forgetting all that. That's obviously working. So let's just get us back open. Then we don't have to listen to all this bullshit, how much favours we're doing oh, you to keep you going. They're so scared about it going wrong again, aren't they? Oh. That's the thing. And I mean, the, if they'd done it right the first time, we wouldn't be in this position. The, the, the contribution, though, they're, they're talking. So, I mean, this is the, the irony of it, although it's, uh, it, as we've said many times on this podcast, and people keep saying in the industry, furlough is not free for businesses. There mm. is a cost to it for, for the businesses, and it's burning cash for, for lots of companies. Um, that's going to go up, isn't it? Because um, they want 10% in July. Now, bearing in mind, we have a tentative restart date of, of June. Mm-hmm. Um, that may not happen. If that doesn't happen, is that going to carry on? Are we going to be paying another 10% beyond that? We'll have only been open a week mm. when July hits. Um, so, I mean, what do we think? Is that you're, you're going to be national insurance 
and only 70%, you'll have to pay the 10%. Well, I kind well of all, national insurance. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting as well because a lot of people would have up, based on the need for table service and people marshalling social distance back in the day, you know, we go back to the last time, you may have upped your workforce because you had to pretty much. To, to provide that level of service, mm. you had to employ more people. Yeah. But if they come back and, and those, again, back to my point about knowing your requirements, if they disappear, then there's certainly some people you don't need. Mm-hmm. So there will be a kick on, you know, into the redundancy pool there, definitely. I mean, in my a, view, anyway. A, there's an element of, I, I look at it, and yeah, it's gone from a, a retention scheme. When we go beyond that, it's more a case now they're ramping up the cost to encourage you to bring people back, to not use yeah. it, to try discourage you from, from sitting on it. But we've gone from having a, a potential payout of a job retention bonus yeah, that they were offering January, yeah, yeah, to yeah. now basically being penalised if we keep people yeah, on a, a lot of people wrote down their budgets a lot of people worked out yeah. they were counting on that well they were asking us to they were asking us to make an assessment whether you can hold on to January and that disappeared so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm not I don't know that's great form um, but I, I think they've probably pushed out and this is it there'll be no more it's the end of September yeah. job done and I kind of think own. that's probably that's probably fair oh, I'm bored well, I mean if like, you're not if you're not back up to, to speed by September if everything's opened and it's running then there shouldn't be a reason to need yeah. furlough am I being fair with that? You are and I think also you've had plenty of time to think about your business being lean and keen and you know taking any mm. surplus out so you should be running hot and fast but on the other side of it furlough as an operator is, is a, it's a fucking nightmare mm. the kids are just looking at this as a holiday mm. and you're saying oh can you come back part time can I yeah. Oh, got some stuff on do you know what I mean I'm still not feeling well I've got a bit of a fever mm. they love it you know what I mean this is great for them they sit at home playing, watching Netflix and playing computer games all day go for a walk with their mates I mean is it's that not a failure on you as an employer for not keeping them engaged though I mean it's hard to there. keep someone engaged when they, they're all the problems are all a bit sensitive these days could you not have got a Playstation game which involved running a pub they could have been playing that, that would oh, have been, you yeah. imagine they'd, they'd just break things <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'd be just glad to get them back in the. The, the hard part is you've also we're going we're gonna to open, and they're all going to be so out of shape. La, 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 yeah, la, they're la. just going to get yeah. them. I mean, not physically, but or physically and mentally. But to get them actually into the groove of like you know working long hours again. Mm. Let's make some cash. You know, minimum wage has gone up. So well, we'll talk about that yeah, in a minute. Do you yeah. know what I mean, it's just like mm. it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to rant about minimum wage. Well, you can rant about that. Let's let's just just keep your powder dry. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you rant about that Jeez, in a minute. He is quite angry, isn't he? Um, I mean, the, the one thing that's interesting struck me that Rishi sort of said in his um, in his presentation, speech, whatever you want to call it, that intervention to support jobs has worked, according to the OBR. Um, do we agree with that, or is it just you can't make that call at the moment? I mean, it's it, everything so by the support and... Yeah, but that's well, only, that's only yeah, but, it's, it, but it's probably delayed things. Yeah, well, it, it's just delayed the inevitable for a lot of people. Furloughs mm. is keeping their job. Once that's finished, a lot of those people are going to be gone. But yeah. also, by the way, if you if you're working in a big firm, you know, outside of our sector, you have just spent the last year making sure you are invaluable, because the world's falling around you. You may be working from home, and working from home is a point scoring exercise about being seen to be on the computer early and being seen to be on it late. So I think inevitably people, I would suggest, perhaps, it's not I mean, my that's world. That's a very cynical uh, view. I never I, do that, James. If my boss is listening, I never do that. Um, no, he knows. Um, yeah, so I think it's one of those things that, you know, that, that people will be finding cost savings. You know, look at the buildings that are going to be empty. We've got two down the road here at Lockhart, and that's Lloyd's and uh, another big insurance firm down there. And they're mm. not coming back. So, you know, there will be... I think you know, people are going to be desperate to get... Let's, like, 
Like the, kid, the parents are desperate for the kids to go back to school. I think people are going to be desperate to go back to work. Mm-hmm. They've had enough of sitting at home. They've had enough of their kids being at home. Enough of your work partner being at home. Like, uh, yeah, true. But I, th- I think they'll want to get the. I think they'll want to get back to the office. I think they'll mm-hmm. they'll miss that camaraderie, the after work drinks and all that. You can't do that. How are you going to get laid if you don't work somewhere? <laughs> I mean, ah, okay, really ah, okay, 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 Mister Weinstein. Yeah. No, just, no, but, but, but how many people meet their partners at work? It's a massive number. Well, massive number uh, well yeah me too actually to be fair that is a, a fair point but we won't yeah, talk about that poor Sam um, yeah poor Sam um, <laughs> yeah but I well I've really stumped I, you there I, 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 I think I'm, I'm, yeah, genius, I'm, I'm, I, yeah I wasn't sure where you were going with it you actually dug yourself out of a hole hmm. I no, was no, expecting you to City of London restaurants all that they've got to get that refired up there well I was what talking I mean? to, to an operator earlier he was in London and he, he just said it's just it's horrendous and it, I mean, oh. he's very pessimistic about it bouncing back anytime soon and big cities generally I think where you've got that sort of uh, people streaming into work and uh, those mm. city centre operators it's going to be tough yeah it's going to be tough um, I mean James you wanted to talk about national living wage let's let's let you loose on that oh, it's, it's a rise of 19p an hour I mean it does feel to me a little bit again it's like with, with hospitality so they give it with one hand and then kick you in the balls with plus, the other plus your pension contributions yeah. plus yeah. all the bits that go with yeah. it plus their holiday I think plus 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 but it's not for me it's it, it's the way the government you just don't like paying people no so. no, no no it's the way the government frame it as if they're increasing it and they're giving it to you Yeah, and they're giving you absolutely nothing your employer's giving it to you and you know in percentage terms you're also paying being more being told to give it to you Pension, yeah, exactly. That's the bit I kind of object to as such. Particularly in our industry, where I'd be interested to in study on the level of um, when we did the whole sit-down table service, how much people's um, salaries increased with the introduction of tips. Because, you know, we talk about the American model where tips are a substantial part of your, of your wage. I mean, unfortunately, you can't pay them in coal anymore, James. Well, yeah. oh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but then they made a point about the, the coal. I thought it was quite funny today. <laughs> yeah. Keir Starmer getting stuck into Rishi about that. But um, he was desperate to shout back, clearly, wasn't he? I think it would have been quite interesting if it was mouthy. But, but, you've got a point, but you've got a point there about tips. Like, the service charge went up because everybody's doing table service. Hmm. But, you know, they're, they're not taken into account when you're talking national minimum wage. We're talking London living wage. I mean, it's not a living wage. I mean, that's the absolute, it pisses me off that they call it a national <laughs> living wage. It's a national minimum wage. Um, hmm. There's nothing living about it. it, it a living wage is, is something that, uh, that is a different thing entirely. This is all this does is raise the general minimum wage, and it disproportionately affects you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. Like, you, no, no one in the right mind can be against the principle no. of people improving the, the amount they earn and their living. Style. I, I have no problem with that at all. But I just I have a problem with the way it's couched, mm. and I have a problem with the impact it has. And we shouldn't. I mean, we, we shouldn't kick against it because ultimately we don't want to be seen as a as an industry that isn't willing to pay. And you know, we we sort no. of it's the bare minimum kind of, and we're complaining about having to pay the bare minimum for it. Um, but but they don't take is, into account tips. And that's but, no, but good yeah. You know, I, I would say that it, that's there's good and bad opportunities in every sector. We shouldn't be too harsh on our own sector. We're just struggling with a certain. You know, set of circumstances right now are different. I mean, I look at our manager here, 21 years old, and earns really good money. Mm. I mean, this wouldn't earn that money anywhere else, and she's bloody good at what she does. But I don't know, I just object to that. I object to being forced on us, particularly this time, and I object to the fact that it looks like a gift from the government. Uh, what about apprentice support? Is that of any use to you guys at all? 
We, we made a big look. deal of it. Yeah, we should, we should probably look at it. Probably Can you have it. an apprentice bartender? If it was like, all are. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I think um, it depends when we move the goalposts again. You know what I mean? Because you're going to put because the last time we talked about having a you know a, a, a premium for that in general didn't happen. So will it will it actually be seen through? Well, I, oh, I have yeah. a mistrust on it. That's my principle. Announce it and then fulfil it. But you yeah. can't announce that thousand pound job retention scheme and then not give it. Bonus. So bonus. <laughs> yeah. Then see. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair point. Fair point. Um, obviously, duty frozen. Um, that's oh, nonsense. Yeah, that's, that's a nonsense. Yeah. Only that. So I know I'm a cocoa. Only that brewers. I feel really sorry for brewers. Maybe the smaller ones. And as the an ex brewer. But they've got nothing in this, right? And I thought to them, this would be a great opportunity to bring duty down a bit, to give them a bit of jam, to let them, you know, refire their business up. And I was, I nearly, I, Harry Dogs, our, our local brewer, I need to text Jim Rowan's out there and say, for God's sake, don't give that discount back down to your retailer. You have to enjoy it. In the same way we took our VAT, didn't move our prices, and it was part of that point about recovery. For God's sake, stay strong with that. But they didn't give it. And I feel that's no. a real shame, a real opportunity missed there. But of course, what they know that they can't possibly be seen to encourage people to drink more. Well, there's so a, I don't consistently being anti-alcohol, so I yeah. think we were, we were hoping against hope. But my mate's got a chain of gyms, so they've got nothing out of it. He was mm. renting to me earlier. He's got nothing out well, of it. Well, they can open it. Yeah, but, they can't, but he's got no breaks. He's got no, nothing like us. He's got no VAT reduction. Do you know what I mean? He's like, you know, and they talk about the, the health of the country, but they're mm. not doing anything that. They could do a workout to help out scheme. Is there no VAT charged on gym membership? Yeah, but they're not getting a break on it. Oh. No, it's VAT, it's VAT charged. Yeah, so yeah, 5%. No, no, it's 20. So not, is he not getting enough? No, he doesn't, get, he doesn't get the 5%. Nothing. Gyms so, have been screwed. Yeah, gyms have been totally screwed. They talk about everybody getting healthy. You know, that's what he's doing this thing called, he's, you know, charging the government, work out the help out. Brilliant idea. I gave him that idea. But, uh, <laughs> Heath gesturing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the one idea you've had uh, all year, isn't it? It's but a couple of good ideas that keep that, on getting nicked. That 1978. Yeah, like the donut idea that my, somebody stole and claimed it as their own. I did down here. You yeah. did down. I mean, that was yeah. your idea. It was a genius. Idea. All the stuff again. James, what a brilliant idea! Donuts. I'm like, what the fuck? It's my idea. You're yeah, right. We, we don't believe you, Heath. Okay, so uh, corporation tax increased 25 percent 2023. Yeah, small, small businesses, businesses protected. Yeah. Uh, those under 50,000 to 90 percent. Obviously, Heath, that doesn't affect you because uh, you're not a small business. Big jump. Small businessman. Yes. But I, th- I think the thing here is they've made it out it like we're penalising large businesses, we're going to get them 25%. But then if you look at all the returns they're going to get like for tax breaks on investment, yeah. it's, it looks like they're going, oh, I'm going hard on a big business. But mm-hmm. James, when James comes and talks, I'm sure he'll be able to clarify that. It's, it's not. Get, you know, if you reinvest, mm-hmm. we'll give you loads of tax breaks. I also think that um, when you look at it, we're a few years away from that, and it's a big move to show how they're going to balance the books. But I think they're hoping that things bounce back quite sharpish. And by that time, they'll start having one eye on a re-election. Mm. And I think uh, well, I'd, love that, yeah. to, I'd love to know whether, guys, we've done so well. There was a, a point that was made by the, uh, by the opposition, really, wasn't it? That uh, the policy really shouldn't happen. be uh, formed around re-election. Of course they all are, though. That's, that's everything their manifesto's about, of mm. course. You know, it's about election and re-election. It's... Mm. It's nonsense. Well, hopefully we will get some intelligent comment on, on some of these uh, subjects uh, from, from James a nice uh, break, in, in a little while. Yeah, it would be a nice break. Some, somebody with a, with a, with a bit more insight. But, uh, I mean, let's not get into whatever you're drinking there. But um, 
Is this Bono Bono? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Right, let's pause it there. We will be back shortly with uh, some more intelligent comment. Welcome back to the Look In podcast. Uh, you have been listening to the uh, the two idiots giving their views on the situation. We now have some expert analysis from James Cotteran, COO of Bibendum. I am pronouncing your name correctly, James. That's good enough. He's mate. been mangling it. Something yeah. rotten. Ever he's not the first. Uh, he won't be the last. No, to grow no, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's rich coming from a Kiwi. But, um, Indeed. Uh, let, let's uh, let's let's get some thoughts from you. I mean, uh, initial reaction. What 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 are your general thoughts about the uh, uh, the budget from well, your perspective as, as both a supplier and also because you're on the board of Admiral yeah. um, a reaction to, to from that point of view as well. if you listen to the sound bites that have been routinely linked, leaked over the last couple of days we should presumably be being very positive I found myself profoundly underwhelmed if I'm honest with you mm. it's not that there's anything in there that you go that's dreadful it's just that there's so much more that needs to happen and being myopic about our industry I'm worried that there are big elements of the challenges that people are facing that they just haven't got yet mm. um, so that worries me quite a lot going forwards I mean we've had a year with pretty much a loss of revenue that's a permanent loss of revenue and a large amount of the support that's been given has been deferral of VAT, deferral of duty, deferral of tax, bounce-back loans. So actually, the, the, the fix to a permanent loss of revenue has been an increase in personal or corporate debt mm. that's going to have to get repaid at some stage. So as we go through 2021 and we actually get out of lockdown and we start trading again and they remove all of the life support that they've had for people, at that point, people are then going to suddenly have to take a big deep breath and go, I've got to pay back how much? And what worries me is that we're therefore going to be in this position that we're actually digging our way out of this hole long after we should have been back to normal trading because people have got this huge debt pile that's come from the last 12 months that we've still got to deal with. Is that survivable? I think we'll find out, won't we? I mean, there is a concern that um, people will get back up and running. They'll see what their new level of revenue looked like. They'll take a big pause for breath a few months in. And I'm worried at that point we continue to see some tough choices being made. But um, I'm hoping not, but you never know. I mean, and any positives that you are, have taken from, from this budget at all? Hmm. That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Try another question. <laughs> no, 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 honestly, they, 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 they've frozen juicy. They could have increased it. Now, actually, that doesn't mean anything because the entree's been shut for a year, so all they've done is continued what was there and there, there a year ago. Mm. Um, they haven't rolled it back, and I think they should probably have done so. Um, some of the restart loans, some of the grants they're doing will, I think, absolutely help some city centre restaurant-type businesses. I think if you're a wet-led or a community wet-led pub, you don't have a lot but to be particularly grumpy about to be particularly happy about at the moment and quite a lot to be grumpy about because there's not a lot of support in there for you mm. and obviously admiral that's that's a particular concern isn't it for for, for that business with um well, in, in that community wet led the, the, the management team at admiral chris chris and the team took the decision right at the start of lockdown to be highly supportive of uh, of tenants so we move very quickly and quite aggressively in terms of reduction of rent levels mm. and have tried to get into a world of partnership where we actually we both need to come out of this together mm. because we need our tenants motivated when this is all over because at the day that this is all over we don't need them knackered and needing a holiday we need them excited to be reopened mm. and feeling it's worth doing now 
Chris, I think, has done a pretty bloody good job at that, if I'm honest with you. Um, and you know, the, the feedback we've had has been extremely positive, but it would be nice to see that same sort of attitude um, from the other people that support us, like HM government. Mm-hmm. I, do you think that the government has... I mean, are they... Do they actually care about the industry from your perspective? I mean, do you do you think that's? Uh, I mean, they, they they talk the talk and they and they've offered a lot uh, of of sound bites for this. But when you dig into it, and I think we were talking about this earlier, when you start to dig into some of these things, the sort of uh, the caveats and the and the reality of it start to home. Do, I mean, do you honestly think they care? Look, I'm I'm going to be optimistic on that one rather than pessimistic. I think with the frankly brilliant work that Kate Nichols and UK Hospitality have done over the last 12 months and a number of other bits and pieces that people have tried to drive the agenda I think their ignorance of our industry is a lot lower than it was a year ago Right. Okay. that's not quite the same yeah. as saying that I think they have a really deep <laughs> understanding of our industry and the challenges but I think their complete lack of understanding is a lot better than it was a year ago my problem is I think there's a long way to go does that make them informed serial killers? <laughs> 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 No, that's a, that, that, that's no. I think I'll move on. That. Thank you, James. <laughs> you can always rely on James for uh, an insightful uh, uh, question. There, it's um... look. The problem the industry has always had is three bits: there's the owning of asset, asset, assets, there's the running of operations, and then there's the supply into it. Mm. And you have to look at all three bits, and all three bits to have to have enough vibrancy. And there are a pile of political pressures to do with asset ownership and property mm. ownership. That's a completely different one about the process of operating and actually looking after our staff, looking after the, the staff in outlets, um, making sure that they're motivated, well-trained, do their job, have a job, etc. And then there's the supplier side of it, who've equally had some quite challenging times over the last 12 months. To get it together, I think, I'm not sure I see three completely different strategies that tie in together. I see them actually quite focused on the property side of it. It's interesting, because we, we, we talked about this in many podcasts ago, but how uh, we felt that, you know... It was very easy to to vilificate the um, landlord in all this. Or vilify. Yes, that's vilify. That's the one. Yeah, that's the problem. It's really reducing. It's not the kiwi. That's the worst. <laughs> but, scary. But, but it was very easy, isn't it, just to bash the landlord? And we see the likes of Admiral and Green King have done really good things to make sure that best they can people mm. come out the other end. Mm. I mean, we, I mean some of, we talked earlier just uh, about um, the devils in the detail with yeah. some of this. Um, business rates is, is a good example of that. I think you, you were talking about this. Do you want to just sort of elaborate on that? Well, yeah, it sounds great. On the face of it, it's lovely. They've um, decided to suspend rate, business rates for a bit of period of time, and then it's a two-thirds reduction for a further period of time, which is brilliant. Except that actually the first one ends in June and most pubs won't open mm. until the middle of May. So what sounds like a long-term benefit is actually a few weeks. Mm. Then you look at the, the 66% period until March next year, there's a £2 million cap. So mm. for any of those companies who are a multiple managed house group or um, a leased tenanted property company, etc., that two million quid rates bill is going to hit, get, get hit very quickly. So fairly quickly into that, there isn't a saving, there isn't a benefit, there is no handout. There is absolutely a handout if you're not a central London, central city or a multiple group. If you run a small pub around the corner from where I live, it's potentially quite valuable. But yeah. if you're any of those city centre or, or, or operator groups, there's no real real upside in that at all. It will run out very quickly. So that's a really good example where the soundbite's really good mm. and the detail isn't. 
so we can expect some angry editorials from uh, in the Weatherspoons News. Then, so. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I think, yeah, I'll leave Tim Tim to that. He's an expert at writing his opinions. I think. So. I, I mean, you, you raise a good point of, of um, uh, the sound bites and things like that. I mean, is, is it is it a fair comment to say that that there is a it's it's all a lot of spin um, and not a lot of substance? I think there's some of both. I mean. The guys in an incredibly difficult position. Our economy has stopped for a year. We're just at the position where we're about to think about what reopening might actually look like. There are three or four business sectors that have basically been in deep freeze for a year, and the economic, social, personal, business cost of all of that is monumental. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think they've tried pretty hard to do quite a lot to stop people falling into the pit what we're now talking about is how do we help people climb out the pit and get out the other end Mm. rather than how well they've supported people in the the bottom of the pit because the risk is if it takes too long to climb out people won't bother yeah Mm. and that's my real concern is just at a time when we need our industry to be excited and motivated and optimistic everyone's knackered and a bit downtrodden and crestfallen (laughs) because it's been going on for so long and they've still Mm. got the bills that's Mm. that's my worry yeah, just put it in perspective. Take a company like Bavendum, just 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 yeah, get, make this quite clear. Just about half of our revenue that we bring in goes straight back out to the revenue in some form of tax or other. Mm-hmm. Be it GTVAT, PAYE, corporation tax if there is any at the end of it, etc. So half of our business is, is basically being a tax collector. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. monumental. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's actually a bigger activity than selling wine and spirits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's the point we've been making all the way through, isn't it? That the, the, the hospitality sector, pubs and suppliers are, are tax collectors and they yeah. need us firing. We're part of the solution of, of the economy recovering. Yeah, and yeah, there's a, there's a number of things. It's not so much what they have or haven't done for our sector, but you look at the wider business, you look at the growth of online sales over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and particularly in the last probably six months. Um, the debate about how you should tax online operators compared with people who have a sizable footprint in the centre of a town that's not been addressed unless I've missed something it's no, completely no. quiet in the budget so they've had the upside for the last 12 months this has been much much bigger than they expected I know from our off-trade business we've been busy not yeah. stupidly busy but mm. it's been busy the on-trade business it hasn't compensated for the loss mm. of the on-trade in any mm. way shape or yeah. form but the off-trade has been pretty healthy mm. Mm. Um, and, and that one to me I think was a missed opportunity to this isn't to penalise people, it's to balance the books and be fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, you guys all know the debate that was going on over the last couple of weeks about cutting duty or having a differential duty rate between yeah. the on-trade and the on-trade. There is a valid debate about this whole thing that needs to be had. Our mm. duty regime was set decades ago. Mm. And it probably needs looking at sensibly to see whether it's fair. I mean, as a supplier to both trade, would you welcome that then as a... Providing it comes up with the right answer, of course I'm (laughs) (laughs) What's the right answer then? That it's fair and sustainable. Um, It is, you know, alcohol is is an issue that is always going to spark strong opinions in people, and it is an area I suspect they're always going to find a way to need to tax and want to tax, and those two things will continue. But it also brings a lot of fun and joy. It's also the source of a huge number, amount of employment and economic activity in the country. Mm. And there are certain areas of production, the English wine industry, artisan, gin, etc., etc., mm. that we're really pretty good at. Mm. So mm. it's an industry to be loved and taken seriously and, and back to the start of this and be understood. So, yeah, I, I will say I don't think the government understands and gets our wider industry. I think they are less ignorant of it than they were a year ago. As a supplier, with your supplier hat on, um, I mean, we talk about support for pubs and uh, and things like that. 
have you had much support? Because, I mean, that's been a, a complaint generally um, that uh, suppliers have been kind of left out in the dark side. We have made very active use of the furlough scheme. Mm-hmm. So across the wider TNT business, we've had a lot of people on furlough because we've had, we haven't had the revenue, we haven't had the business. So we've frankly, it's been a life, lifeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it absolutely has changed decisions that would otherwise would have been more terminal and more painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that point of view, I think it's great. Um, my concern is it now, now that we're on the drug, it has to survive long enough until we're all out the other end and back to some form of normalised economic activity. Otherwise, all it's done is de- delayed the inevitable. So it's yeah. this next bit that really matters. I mean, the, the job retention bonus, was that something that you guys had, uh, had factored in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, genius. I mean, yeah, okay. Fair enough. I think that's probably says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for end another podcast. Yes, there we go. yes, yes. Well, let's let's uh, let's, uh, let's 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 move on. So, James, are there any other implications coming out of the lockdown that, that we need to be thinking about that the government hasn't really addressed? I, I've got one quite big concern, and this is across the whole supply chain from suppliers of wine in their country of origin, right the way through people like us, manufacturers and importers through to the big operators and right the way through and that's the availability of cash credit and credit insurance is in a buoyant time credit insurers throw cover into a market credit's freely, freely available it's very easy to move wine from New Zealand through to East Pub and it gets paid for and the money moves back and everyone works in more challenged economic times like the one we're in now that gets severely curtailed so the situation you're in right now credit insurers um, the likes of Kofas, Eula Hermes, etc., have been cutting their limits and exposure, and because of an increased risk profile on the UK overall, on big multiple accounts um, in the on trade, on suppliers. So that availability of credit to deal with what can be a long supply chain, it can be six months between a farmer picking some grapes and them eventually getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that supply chain is being heavily challenged from a cash perspective and it's one of the things I'm really worried about as we get if the market picks up and it does what I hope it will which it eventually picks up pretty strongly and everyone does get optimistic and gets on board with going out and remembering how to enjoy themselves we as a wider end-to-end industry have to understand this one and it's a responsibility of everyone from retail operators right the way through back up the supply chain to the source that availability of cash to match the length of the supply chain is going to be a challenge that we all need to look at. And that, that worries me because I don't, I've seen no conversations about it. There was a conversation a while ago about the government underwriting um, credit insurance, but nothing really came of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that, particularly if volume and demand goes up sharply, I can see that causing some quite big problems for, for the whole industry, not for any one part of it in particular. Mm. Cause of concern indeed. Okay, James, well, thank you very much for that. Uh, we are going to move on now. We're going to try some new products, uh, a little bit of a change of pace from the budget, just a bit of light relief. Um, but hopefully, James, you may be able to join us with this. So uh, we shall move on. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we are now going to uh, try some new products. James, stop eating the products. We haven't got to that bit yet. We're going to try those later. We've got some new launches. Um, we'll get the guys' thoughts on them. Uh, we've got a range of products here from beer and cider through to some hard seltzers and even some meaty snacks, which James has already cracked into. But first up, we're going to have a look at the hard seltzers. This is a, a, a fairly newish category to the UK, and it's essentially alcoholic water. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ace Law says it all. It's big in the States, uh, but not everything that's big in the US translates to our market. So it's let's give this one a shot. I mean, hey, thoughts on alcoholic oh, water? Man. Honestly, if you, if, you, if you don't like the taste of booze, don't drink. Go and smoke weed or something. You know what I mean? This is, this <laughs> is Not that we condone this, the all this, but all this, of, this is like This reminds me of like hooch products, all those alcohol pops we had. It's just appealing to a I young market, isn't it? That's the wrong one. That's, which one have you got there, Heath, in that? I don't know. Oh, no, that's, your, that's, your that's your beer. Sorry, right. But, but it's just appealing to a young market, isn't it? What, what's, the rate, what, what's the age range running at? What, people who are worried about their weight? Well, 84, I mean, 86 these, calories these are, and 3.65 so grams of carbs. What we're trying here is, is a product called Ride. It's a hard seltzer. Um, claims to be the first canned hard seltzer launched in the market. It's low-carb, low-carb, gluten-free, vegan, and 4%. That's a lot of lows. Um, before we even try it, okay. hang on. There's four flavours, all natural, of course. Mango and passion fruit, black cherry, blood orange, and Persian lime. What are we trying here? This is the black cherry. This is it? disgusting. It's it's <laughs> like it's like a shisha pipe. You know when you go on holiday and you get given a shisha and they're flavoured tobaccos. This is like it in liquid form. It's taste. It reminds me of um, what was the uh, Seven Up variant they did? Cherry Seven Up. It's it disgusting. It's a little bit like that, isn't it? It's um, it tastes really I mean, artificial. It's it's, it's it's it is like a flavoured water. Sweet. There's a sweetness, no. but then there's that kind of underlying sort of, yeah. Really cool name. Right. Don't buy them if you're expecting one. Okay, so cherry, not a hit. No. Let's try the uh, mango and passion fruit, is it? Yeah, mango and passion fruit. It's so artificial, isn't it? Like, is there any actual well, no, it's not. It's all natural. Bullshit. <laughs> Well, it's, oh it's on the nose, this one. Hashtag ride drinks, hashtag ride hard, hashtag let's ride, hashtag ride summer. <laughs> For me, there's that depth of flavour, isn't it? You kind of get the initial hint of a flavour, then it just vanishes. Uh, ingredients, water, alcohol, sugar, natural mango and passion fruit flavour. What, what do you think? Are you, uh, are you a fan? Working for a company that produces cider and beer. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, I mean, the irony is a lot of a lot of this production of and certainly in the states, the, the hard seltzers has come from the brewers. Yeah, it's, it's them that are pushing this. Pushing the rattlers and all sorts uh, of stuff. Blood yeah. orange. Let's see whether this is an ingredient. But there's no colour. No, that's why I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's a water heath. What do you expect? Yeah, but if you put if you put mango, you can add some coke to it if you like. Yeah. Oh, you can't do drugs. I, no, that's true. Yeah, not that kind of coke. Well, Don't even those like Rishi, Rishi with his coke talk at the school. Mm. He says, oh, "I love coke. Really, really love it." Can I just, yeah. as a caveat, he was yeah. talking about the fizzy drink. Yeah, of course he was. Before we get sued. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Blood orange. What the do we Mexican think? Stuff. That's the best of the three so far. But you know what? You feel like you need to do. You feel like you need to add something to it to give it more. I think if you get the flavour, I'd just have a bottle of Sam Pell. Well, I'm drink that. What that's a vodka to? No, no, just next to the drink I wanted to drink. Right, last one. Persian lime. I've had that right. Uh, Persian. Persian lime. Yeah. As in good. Persia. As in Persia. Yeah. As in the. But I thought. Country Persia. that's now known as Iran. Yeah, I was going to say. Or Iran, if you kiwi. Iranian alcohol. Right. Any good? Nah, it's shite. <laughs> well, we don't hold back here. Uh, the, the, the good thing is, I sure um, don't mind, Ed, the good news is, got, I've just read they've got a ten million pound off tra- off trade budget. <laughs> 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 which Heath is just blown yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's not why we're doing this um, that's I don't mind that I mean if you're going to go for a soda and lime with a kick it probably defeats a person talk, talk me through British sugar 
sugar made from stuff in Britain. Yeah, do we have sugar cane here? Sugar beet. Oh, sugar beet. There you go. Oh, there we go. You just I'm be talking through someone it. Who, uh, someone knows what this is. Filtered I mean, water. So let's let's be more practical about this. Who were they aimed at? Would you say who would who would you be under sixteen? Maybe. <laughs> Is that the answer you want? No, it's probably young, not the answer I was looking for, Jay. Young people don't want to take carbs in. Yes. Yeah, so it's people trying to be healthy. It's gluten-free. There's no allergens. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's only 86 carbs. calories per can and 3.6 grams of carbs. Yeah. 4% alcohol. And it's vegan-friendly and it's made in a recycled can and it's only 1.3 units per 300 mils. It's changing his opinion on this, isn't it? No. It's vegan have the strength would to you, open the can. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... Would you stock it? Do you think it would work? Well, now, making money and my personal opinion are two different well, things. Well, exactly. So this is the point of this. It's not about whether you hate it because you're a... It's, it's, you, don't want to, you don't want to get caught up in the whole thing, though. You just Could you sell it? it? I, couldn't, I couldn't sell it with a straight face. <laughs> you could, I, I couldn't be a hand sell on this one. God, you're really going to love this. I know you're on a diet, because I can tell. This is amazing. <laughs> That's... Uh, James, what about you? We're having some snacks in a minute, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's... I think it's... You know what? When I brought these in, your manager, who, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, is, is young, mm. um, her eyes lit up. Because it's and free. She went, that's re- well, not free. because it was free. No, Maybe it's because you're because, here. Because, well, that might, I was hoping that might be it. Mm. But no, she basically went, oh, that's really cool. So she liked. She hasn't tried it, and she said it's really cool. It's the it's the it's the thing. It's the know. in thing because because yeah. of what social Heart media. Because yeah, but it's just brand. Know. You're more on social media than me. Yeah, but I'm just thinking it's just. Obviously, it'll be a market for it. There'll be there'll be it'll be trendy for a while, and then people will realise it's shite, and then they'll move to something oh, else. <laughs> That's true. Uh, though. Let's let's maybe move on from. Thanks for sending the sample. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. That, oh, sorry. I, I uh, don't so share your, your hatred of it. The facts are quite interesting. This has 86 calories in it for a, what is it, a 330 mil I know you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Guinness, go on. So, pint of beer yeah. is probably about, for a 4% beer, because it's 4%, will be about 160, 170 yeah. calories, which is pretty much exactly the same, because yeah. the calories it's are in the alcohol. Right? So it's not actually that much low count. Yeah, really? so the, the whole concept concept of, it of it's there because it's healthier no it's got alcohol in it it's got sugar in it it's just yeah. tastes a bit different that's a valid point it's a valid point so heaps you can't push it as a healthy so, it's a bit, so if someone likes it then you can sock it if there's not you know yeah true true work for bass when we did hooch uh, I can't you guys made a killing can't of preach, that can't preach right let's uh, let's move on stop yeah. eating the meat snacks they're at the end oh very good yeah alright we'll talk about them in a minute right uh, we are going to move on. Let's uh, have a look. Next, we have some Beaver Town. Right. Uh, <laughs> stop eating. Yeah. Put the, put the beef snacks away. Right. Let's uh, let's try the Beaver Town. So we're going to. Uh, this is the High Priestess. It's been launched under its um, Tempest Barrel product. How does this bottle opener work? I mean, like every other bottle. Oh opener. my god. I mean, that's that's yeah. a weird. No, no, Maybe no, you should no. go back and work for the meat trade well, journal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're doing the meat snacks. Hey, um, someone needs to. Is this, is this uh, Asian oh, um, Emporah? Too fancy for me. Huh? Right. Asian Emporah. Yeah, so this is uh, Tempest Barrel Project. It's a 5.2% warm fermented beer. It's undergone a three to six month aging process. In an Emporah, which is basically In a big clay pot. Yeah, is that, what, the, is yeah. that what it is? It's a massive K plot. I'm glad we've got you here, Heath, to educate us about Greek. Uh... Oh, oh, oh. oh. 
Not enough. Not enough. Well, I need to try some as well. There we go. Right. Okay. So it's uh, named after the tarot card and should provide subtle honeysuckle and wheat aromas with a soft lemon freshness. He's pulling a face like he's just sucked on a lemon. What do we think? It's different. Oh. I wouldn't call that a beer, though. That's no, quite, that's, that's, a, that's quite interesting. I mean, that's mm. a sour. Yeah. It is. It's, that's a sour beer, and it's almost... I mean, I, so it'll shoot me down on this, but it's it's almost the first taste of it was almost sort of whiny. Yeah, no, so it's going to be champagne. Yeah, kind of, it feels. Uh, what's that? Fifty quid a bottle? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't actually get the price, but probably. I think it's quite interesting. It's interesting. Could you sell it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Sitting down with food. Mm. This beer is well, aged in a beeswax lined terracotta amphora, an ancient vessel and symbol of fertility. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I need no more children. How is the family? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Get it off me. <laughs> I mean, so what, what do we think? I mean, it's... What's the ABV? James, would Five you... Uh, oh, that's quite interesting. It's, it's not a sessionable mm. drink, is it? You, no. You, you, you would sit one of those. You it wouldn't won't be designed to five of them. I mean, you did ask for more, and it's uh, it's still in your glass. It's so, going to uh, go. It's, it's, it's an interesting conversation they must have had at Beaver Town HQ, isn't it? Though, what shall we do? Do you know what I mean? It's quite out there. Let's see, some Greek vases in and make some beer. What it is for beer that's sour is it's very balanced. And a, mm. lot of, a, a lot of sour beer beers are actually quite hard work. Uh, yeah. It is. It, that's yeah, not right. hard work at all. No, it, it doesn't linger, does it? It's quite. Uh... Remember, we went to that place in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, <laughs> and, and, and the girl comes out, and we—it's a sour. Hang on, pub. you didn't go to Portland in Oregon. Oh uh, no, I thought I booked Portland, Oregon, but I bought Portland, Maine. Yeah. And it wasn't like till I put into the. He said to me, "How far is a taxi from the airport?" And I put in on Uber. And the map of America zoomed out, you know, it went right really small. Is this when you got off the plane? No, no, before we got there. Oh, and, and then it showed like a seven-day journey in Nuba. <laughs> I realised I'd booked the wrong airport. But anyway, we went to Portland and we went to this um, sour bar and the girl comes over, she gives us these samples and she goes, what, what do you guys think? You know, really energetic. And I so went, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> How do you drink this shit? That's Cascade, wasn't it? Yeah, Cascade. Cascade. And they gave this this flight of beers and we were like, oh, which one did you like the most? And we were like, None yeah, like it. <laughs> so we had to actually really. That's really good. That's really good. That's not bad, is yeah. it? That's, that grows on you. The initial response was, "Oh, but." So we push it again. Okay. Tempest Project, the High Priestess. Yeah, Tempest. Yeah. That's a bit of a mouthful. If, it is a little bit. Goes aged in terracotta. It's not going to fit on a beer menu easily. What's goes? Is that a sour bit? No, sour is it the correct term for mm. a sour beer goes? We've got another one, which um, this is more of a seasonal one from Beaver Town. It's uh, double chin, uh, double. Let's start with James. Let's start with James. No reason whatsoever. Uh, which James? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it ambiguous. Um, Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, uh, what's this double? This is double, uh, double chin, double neck oil. So this is a seasonal one. They tend to launch this in February, so we're bang on time Sweet. with this one uh, for Valentine's Day. So. Um, I'm not quite sure whether it's something you would necessarily sort of God, share with them. This is powerful stuff. It's a double IPA. It features twice the hops, hops, sorry, hops, hops. I haven't even drunk it yet. Yeah, it does. Twice the hops, ABV and malt as a traditional neck oil. So Yeah, being whiny, that's good on the nose, isn't it? Mm, it's really good. That is yeah. really good. The hops yeah. on that are absolutely fantastic. They're really pronounced, aren't they? 
Jeez, you'd have a couple of those and you'd, 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 fall you'd, over. you'd be having a great Valentine's Day. I was going to say. Well, was, if we'd had that first, I remember we had the, um, the, those things, those rides afterwards, it might have been better. What, so you killed your taste buds? Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Thanks for walking through that, Ed. That's why I started with the... Uh, with well, that's, that's, that's quite exceptional, actually, isn't it? 8.6%, yeah. good grief. It's a bit like, um, who does the Tickle Monster? Siren, do a Tickle Monster. Yeah. <laughs> about the same thing, and it's really good. But, but again, that tastes like a light wine. Yeah. But you, In I terms mean, of its flavour profile and its it, alcohol content. Is this a romantic Valentine's Day drink? Depends on whether you, how drunk you, you want to get your date. I was going to say, yeah, Ed, you'd want a few of those. <laughs> Sam, darling, I've got some alcohol for us to drink tonight. But yeah. they only did it in a five-liter container. Yeah, I'm asleep now. Yeah. <laughs> how have you got three kids? That's a big question, really. Um, but that's Spend too really, much time I, with Heath. I really like that. Ooh. That's got a kick, isn't it? Yeah, you, but, like, but that ABV, it's still quite balanced, still quite drinkable. I have to say, the hops on the nose are brilliant. Mm. They don't come through when you drink it. I'm, I'm going to use the wine crown as well. Mm. On the palate, the hops don't come through. No. On the nose, they're brilliant. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. you get that real bitterness with the hops and you go, mm. it really sucks the moisture. I think well, that's good beer one. making. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. agree. Yeah, that's, that's clever stuff. I, I'm not sure it's for me, but it's a very good example. Good stuff. So, would you stock it? That is the yeah, question. I think yeah, would yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's got a really pretty can. <laughs> it's all oh, about designer. What? <laughs> I don't. Deliverance, the movie. You it, got a pretty mouth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm pausing this here. I think it was in a seventy-five CL bottle. Imagine that. If that's following on from his joke, that's even worse. That'd be a night to forget. Let's set on the table for with dinner. I really like the idea of that stuff. Cool. That's clever. It's good wine. Cool can be making. Good beer making. Good beer making. Okay, next up we've got Umbrella London, who've launched um, some new ciders in cans and a whiskey and ginger beer as well. So let's uh, let's give this a quick crack. This is a traditional apple cider, uh, and then we have a rhubarb rhubarb rhubarb. That's that not good, is it? That was the beaver town. That's double chin neckline. James nicely mixing it with his neckline. Um, I've got a new glass. I've got a fresh glass. Some fresh glasses because we're not heathens, are we, Heath? No, you don't get the pouring measures thing, do you? Sorry, I don't. Well, it's, I'll, it's, I'll have a new glass based on the fact that it's empty uh, one up by the rim. Right. So, what do we think? Apple. This is the standard. Well, standard. It's standard. It's an apple cider. You know when you watch The Apprentice and they do the one where they make an ad, and Alan Sugar makes the point of saying, "Can you be really clear and tell people what it is?" Yeah. Well, what is it? What is it? It's a green can. With an umbrella. Well, this green is interesting. With a tiny umbrella well, this, this on it. Is... And I can, if I really look, read the small print, I actually find out it's a cider. This is the interesting point we made because um, they make great pay out of the fact that their cans are very pared back and striking. They're just bold colours, as you say. It's purely a green can. It's got a tiny little umbrella on it. Um, the rhubarb one is pink with or pinky red with a umbrella. Um, do they get stand out? Do you think is that going to stand out on your shelves, Heath? Half the number. If I can get you off your phone, yeah, sorry, it'll get dusty. Um, I, I th- the thing is, you've got, you're going to have to have it listed somewhere, and you're going to need someone. It's, it, no one really gets. Well, no one's going to be going to the bar to look at the fridges anyway anymore, are they? Well, that, that is there a good go. point. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, is that a moot point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it stands out amongst the spirit bottles, but uh, would it stand out? I mean, is is I don't know. Is it going to make people? If you're an unknown brand. Do we, but I suppose, do we have this more acquisitive, inquisitive kind of customer that's, oh, what have you got? What's that? Um, yeah, but no one's standing at the bar looking at fridges, like I said earlier. 
right now they're right. all they're all ordering off the lists and stuff. Yeah. I, I, you know, as an apple cider, what do we think, James? You're a cider fan. I am. Yeah, decent. Uh, yeah. Like, it lacks acidity and it's quite sweet. What's the ABV? <laughs> I couldn't drink as a cider. Now you. You probably got the point. It is. Um, I'm, a, I'm an Aspel's Premier Crew guy. It's quite a nice, fla- so it's quite like a nice flavour, but it's too sweet and there's not enough acidity. For okay, fair point. So right. I'm looking forward to the next one. But it Let's... tastes like a, it tastes like a kind of soft drink. It's, it's made on the Holloway. What's this? It's it's 60, 626A Holloway Road. Mm-hmm. Massive orchards up there. Massive. It's just orchards. it's down the road from Finish the. Finish your thing, and I'll give you the. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, I love those orchards on Holloway Road. Mm. <laughs> Urban orchards. It's, it's a great Urban air. orchards. It's the air up there. It's a new thing. So. Yeah, okay, rhubarb was getting a thumbs up. Yeah, the rhubarb isn't too sweet and it has got nice acidity. Acidity, yeah. And it tastes of rhubarb. I really like that. Yeah, me too. That's, That's really, really smart. Also, I, mm. I mean, I'm not a rhubarb fan, so... Uh, I am. But I really like that. That's, That's, That's really probably, smart. That's, I'd order That's that tomorrow. That's the day so far. That's probably good. Yeah. Have, have you tried it, Heath, or are you Instagramming? I'm not Instagramming. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite nice. That's, it's all right. that's the best we're going to get. In the yeah, but I don't think it's got like there's not tons of flavour there, though, is it? There's not tons of flavour, but it's quite nice and subtle and balanced and yeah, I mean, nicely mouth-watering um, without being puckering. It, yeah, as, as a as mm. a I'm not a particular rhubarb fan, if you gave me that, I would drink it without pulling mm. a face. So Heath, is that another not a huge make, amount making of, you uh, learn to love rhubarb? Well, there you go. That's, Let uh, James uh, loose in the kitchen. That sounds like. A, <laughs> I never let him loose in the kitchen. Right, the last one. Whiskey and ginger beer. Um, let's give this one a shot. Well, I kind of get that, because I like a Jack Daniels and ginger with a bit of Angus Stewart bitters, so... That's, uh, <coughs> you what? Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels, ginger, ginger ale or ginger beer? Ginger, ginger ale yeah. and bitters. Angostura bitters? Yeah, beautiful. I'll make you one. Oh, I'm going to JD, have Maybe they'd like to send some in. Improvise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can't get Guinness, but you can get Jimmy. Right, what do we think? Yeah, I like ginger beer, but I'm trying to... What flavour is this? Oh my God. God. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> take his phone off him. Oh, Jesus, I'm busy. Yeah. Welcome to this episode Dead of the cat. Alzheimer's Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also, the, but hold on, wait, wait. To, just to be clear, it's bourbon. It's not whiskey, as we know whiskey. And okay. It's not Scottish whiskey. It's, All right, it's okay. EY. So it's either Irish whiskey... Or American whiskey. Thank you. It's not Japanese no. or Scottish. No, that's not for me. How about you guys? Well, the first half of it, which is the ginger beer, is it's brilliant. Good. And then the whiskey. And the second Ooh. half of it, which is the whiskey beer, is not good. I mean, it's I, like medicine. I, I'm, I'm not a big whiskey drinker, so that's not the ginger my. Ginger beer, brilliant. The ginger it really hits at first. Just the just a, you know, ginger flavour like that. I mm. bite it. Yeah. Alcoholic ginger beer, proper, not overly sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I, I be honest. I quite like it. It's yeah. quite warm. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a yeah. Just finish. I'm a freak. Uh, finish yeah. everyone else. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But so, what do we think? Would you stock it? That's brilliant. No. no. Rhubarb, yes. Rhubarb, yes. Heath. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the rhubarb and the apple. Yeah. Because they look pretty in the fridges together. Okay. So you like the branding. I like the colours. You like the colours. Okay. Simple man. He is a simple, simple man. man. We've we've said this many times. Okay. Let's uh, move on to the final drink. Okay, we're going back to beer now, and we've got a new one from Arkles. This is an American pale ale called Voyager. So pour some of this out. Um, it's a five percent. Okay, go, James. Uh, no, no, just, just uh, otherwise, I'll drop it. Uh, it's a five percent uh, pale ale. Uh, it's uh, created by head brewer Alex Arkel and his team. It's currently available in five hundred ml bottles. 
produced using a slower, gradual. Uh, oh, I should pull myself some. It would help. Yes, uh, low temperature fermentation okay. for a softer-bodied beer, apparently. So, what do we think? What's uh... Can you guys explain to me why a country that has the brewing tradition and heritage that we have? Why do we have the obsession with American pale ale at the moment? Uh, James, uh, well, I think you used to own the brewery that yeah, did this, didn't you? Well, so, uh, yeah. Before nice yeah. you sold out, I mean, so, <clears throat> got out. I think that kind of whole West Coast thing kicked off with that high use of hops, and we weren't doing that. In fairness, we just weren't doing. It. And we took we was we almost gave them inspiration. Then we took it back to say, okay, we can be this bold. But I agree now. Perhaps we could be more. We could have. A, I remember doing the English pale ale because it was. Um, yeah. We could do we it better, the frankly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, we did, but um, IPA, English bass export pale, no, etc. Pete Brown will tell you the thing. You know, when we did the Indian pale, obviously went out there and was diluted because no point in taking water that far. So you just, you know, just liquor it back. But um, I, yeah, I, 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 that style is everyone's. I mean, they're probably about ten years too late, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, yeah, it, there's maybe a little late to the party. But what but do we think? They're, of, they're interesting because uh, it's quite. Did, what was the description? It was quite subtle. Um, it's uh, on the nose. It's got mango and floral, mate. Okay, but there was you know? something about the depth of it that, that they, they sort of were proud about. It's. I quite like it. I don't like it. You don't. You don't drink beer, though. I drink. I drink Stella. You drink Stella. 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 Um, it's like Kiwi accent. We can have. A it's time. really. It's okay. I think is that, is that what's the Voyager though? Is this some sort of ship that ferried all the new retrobates to the new world? <laughs> that, Our retrobates. We came back here and opened up pubs. Our founder John writes uh, writes to his brother from the settlement he had built in uninhabited plains of Canada in the early 19th century. Don't know. Be someone listening to this that will then check out the slavery credentials. Of that guy. Let's, uh, oh, yeah. let's just move on from that. I mean, what do we think? Uh, uh, Branding-wise, it's uh, do we like it? I think it's fine. Mm. It's a nice beer. It's clean. It's fresh. Yeah. Um, as beers of this style go, it's good. Sounds like a gay dating app, doesn't it, Voyager? No, no, it doesn't. Well, it depends how you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what you find it. I'm really pleased uh, for you. It's fine. Yeah, yes. it's, it's fine. I, it's um, not outstanding. Fine. No, but I kind no, of there's, there's a bit about right. it. I quite like. It's not over hopped. It's uh, I, they said something about being balanced and mm. not uh, not over floral. And I, and I get that. It's, it's drinkable. It's nice. It's drinkable. Yeah. yeah it's drinkable. What's the ABV on that? About four and a half. Five percent. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, for, for me, it's absolutely not a criticism to say you can drink it. It's, it's mm. a drinkable beer. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a really nicely yeah. balanced beer with a clean finish. Yeah. That if someone said, "Would you like to have another one on a sunny day?" You'd say mm. yes. Yeah, yeah, would you? yeah absolutely. I think it's really nice. I like an APA. There's so. been some good things there today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last but not least, then let's try the meat snacks that you've already, already tucked into. Yeah. Um, oh, I think these are really good. Lean this is, so this is Ember Snacks. They've launched a range of British charcuterie products. Uh, we've lean got a salami. cracked black pepper slices, smoked paprika lean pork salami, and wild venison slices. They're all high in protein, low in fat, and it offers an ethical choice away from factory farming or it's all sourced from British farms so are these brand new do we know brand new yeah they're pretty new I think not around the game same one but you can have a because it's worth what it what's that one just lean it's beef lean beef lean okay. salami I think they're really good this tastes really plastically though that's because you're eating the uh, whatever it is it doesn't work when people can't see you though you can't see mm. 
you mean by 60, 62% less fat than a fattier version? That was probably, yeah. Which, um, I don't know, I need a bit more of a kick, no? I'm rocking. Mm. All right, let's try that one. What do we think? With, um, what they're trying to do, I absolutely fundamentally buy into. Why can't we do British charcuterie mm. as well as anyone else's? Yeah, I agree. We, we, ha- we have the farming capability, mm. we have the breeds, we have the mm. interesting products. Why can't we make charcuterie that is absolutely as good as anything you can get from farming? Because we don't. Because we don't. Because we don't like, purely it's we we don't don't. like slaying donkeys. <laughs> you what? We don't like slaying donkeys and horse. We won't eat yeah, that, will we? Because we're eating. These aren't. No, 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 they're not. They're really good. Read, read the packet. This is. No, 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 no. I'm just saying some of the great charcuterie you have abroad. Deer. From the beef. Yeah, but I know Mortadella used to be donkey. That's not charcuterie, that's more of a. Mm. I think it's really, really good. Oh, and I think it's the great thing is really moist. That's that oh. is because I mean, let's face it, we're used to eating. We used to, most of these. But, you know, meat proper, they're jerky, aren't they? And yeah, but if you have proper charcuterie, it's not that moist. No, no, not at all. It's pretty, Do you know what I mean? It's very dry. This, it's very. Would this be a good pub snack to I think so, offer yeah. to your customers? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to see us take a full yeah. piece and slice it. But, but actually, I think this moisture is great. Is this five percent fat though? No, it can be whatever you want on the till. <laughs> <laughs> it's fifty-seven cent less fat. Is that different between saying? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think they're. I, think they're the, I mean, the only thing is, I mean, you've got these. Yeah, apparently, much, you have to refrigerate them before serving. Oh, so fuck. that's. It looks quite. Pressure. For me, that's an issue. It's my problem. Mm. It's what? Sorry. Pepperami. It looks quite pepperami-ish. If you look yeah. at it, it looks quite. I taste five. But not the packs. The no. packs are. Yeah, but packs great, and I think but, taste. But what's the recommended retail price? That, that is really a good question. I, I no, should I have researched that before we did this podcast. Yeah. Well, you're thinking of it's not quite yeah. a packet. I don't yeah. think they included it in the uh, thing, but we can find out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, my only concern is that you've got to keep it in the fridge. Yeah, it, it, it's not like because for these kind of things, they're stack packs, just so that nobody can see this, but they are in as you would see in the supermarket, the jerky packs yeah. and things like that. So it's a snack pack, like a crisp type product, um, but. Yeah, keep it in the fridge. Is that practical? Mm. Not no. really. No, well, not really from you, James's. Actually, I'd like to see. Actually, I think it tastes really lovely. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's all the products I've got for you. So, uh, okay. Let's see what we come up with next time. If you do want to send your products in for review and and risk the wrath of Heath, then. Uh, Please do um, drop us a line at the morning advertiser um, and uh, let's move on. You're listening to the Lock In podcast, and we are almost at the end. This has been a little bit of a long one, so thanks for sticking with us, mainly because James takes a long time to eat salami. Um, let's uh, let's look towards the future with uh, with this one. Um, I mean, we've had the budget. You know, what what are, what do we think? What do, what does the future look like, guys? We've still got uh, James Costum with us. So, uh, what do we think, James? Do you want to? Uh, well, I'm getting vaccinated in two weeks' time, which I'm quite uh, looking forward to. They clearly think I'm unhealthy and high risk, so I'm I'm all for it. Not just old, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't wait till the on-trade is back open and trading. And as I said earlier, the thing I really hope is that we can find the motivation and the optimism to actually deliver cracking service, cracking value, premiumise mm. our offers, make sure that we give customers a great time. 
because for me the biggest worry is they spent a year buying stuff from Tesco's and they know how much stuff got buys from Tesco and we have to prove the difference mm. not narrow the gap I think it's hugely important I don't want you guys to how does do I mean sorry for the well, rustling Heath was rustling around well it's, it's like James said earlier though you know, you're not going to get laid at home you, you need to go out you need to be socialising well we won't get laid at home will we <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we married? <laughs> leave, yeah. We've well, established. I didn't know you <laughs> it's a shock, isn't it? It's <laughs> a shock. And we chose this platform to tell you. All <laughs> the that. irony is twice. Yeah. I mean, that kind of lightning doesn't That's strike that often. Well, anyway. I, I think. I think. I think James is right. James Kay is right. I think people are. I, I think people are going to go out, and the energy is going to be there, and we're going to have this massive revival. I think it's going to be the Roaring Twenties all over again. Hopefully not followed by the Great Depression and a world war, but I think people are going to be desperate to go out. Hmm. I think we get a chance to realign our prices too. They've been a long way away from remembering, you know. What well, real ale has always been sold too cheap. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that's a huge. The cascade in itself is, yeah. is a joke. That that this might be. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is as, as as James was saying. This is maybe the opportunity to go right. Let's let's really kind of mm-hmm. ramp things up a little bit. Um, a premium artisan product that in mm, general is a complete yeah. pleasure to drink providing it's in good mm. nick yes yeah as yeah. a price tag doesn't it yeah you would think so and one that burns you know quality so quickly you know that you have to sell sharp and you've got it three days and yeah and I, I, but I think we've got a great opportunity there for that I think so I think if the industry does that I think the problem the industry could do is they could buckle and they go oh my god we need to get money and, yeah, and the competition's there and we're, we're, it's yeah, confidence yeah. right what, what happens when, when, uh, when the low rent uh, well, I think the, we need, the discounters but come I think we need to be confident in what we do as an industry do you know what I mean like people have been at home for a year they're bored shitless I think get them into the pub show them a good time yeah, I, I always think, remember yeah. a, an ad on the tube um, adverts 20 odd years ago from um, Cobra Beer when it was first mm. becoming cool and interesting trending. It said, latest offer from the chance of beer, for, uh, Cobra, three beers for the price of three. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. No, I think there's, there's a real chance. Shame they sell it so cheaply now. <laughs> the only thing is, we've got the energy to do it. That's the big, that's the thing that as an industry, we've got to have the self belief because actually, we spent a year getting kicked in the balls. So you've got the self-belief, the grit, the yeah, but that's where, that's where as an operator you come in, you've got to make, you know, I can bitch and whine all day mm. long, but put the end of the day, on, you've no. got to put your face on when they walk yeah. in, you've got to show them a good time. Yeah. They don't want to hear your woes of the last no, year, they've all had a shit time got their own. Mm. Yeah, you've just got to make it like, yeah, hey, it's all cool, man, let's get drunk. Mm. Well, not me, because I'll be working, but, you know, got to facilitate that. I mean, what, what happens if people break ranks? Eh? Well, they will, though. And so they, then that they will. Well, it becomes a race to the bottom that's the danger well that's the thing yeah so we did that with discounting this industry did it with discounting don't discount mm. don't do discounting don't, don't do, do meal deals all don't guys do, did offers all got yeah, screwed stay away from all that do you know what I mean to be true to your product be true to yourself don't try and discount stuff drive footfall don't drive price that's yeah. the key thing is yeah. you actually I don't know I suppose my last thing would be go back to last summer some of our as of going out as a family experiences last summer were absolutely cracking because people mm. great embraced the restrictions mm. they tweaked their offer and they invested in changing what they mm. did and it was a really really good day out mm. good, really nice lunch dinner out mm. it was bloody good fun and I was happy to mm. pay the price tag mm. 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 that was helped by the eat out to help <clears> obviously so. this was before it started actually. <laughs> yeah folks you're so lucky to get out you don't care really just you know take my card and fleece me Mm-hmm. Your local pub, the Celsius Arms, refused to do it and help, help out because they didn't need to because they were full without it. Mm-hmm. That's the right answer. Yeah. I've been there since, did I tell you? Had a really good experience. Well, you guys didn't do help out to eat out, did you? We didn't do it here, no. No, eat out to No, because well, we, we, we couldn't we, actually get it. Right, uh, no, because we thought that, um, that we'd be alienating our regulars. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I did a Red Lion and Sun. I had like lords and ladies and stuff like that. Really reminding me they were there for the eat out, help out scheme. It was really depressing. But you love your customers, hate so. I do. I do. They're all and really stuff. lovely. Well, guys, I think uh, we've we've uh, taken up enough of these good people's time listening. So hopefully they made it to the end. All three of our listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is it please do uh, like share subscribe do all the good stuff on that send us your comments uh, send us your products if you want us to review them uh, but in the meantime stay safe and we will be back next week mm-hmm.